Hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is Claudia Monticelli, the host of this podcast, Let's Talk Soul. Over the years, after having interviewed so many people on so many different topics, I realized that what interested my audience wasn't really the individual topics per se, but was how it impacted them, how it touched their soul. So I'll invite you all to lay back, put your feet up, and if you like what you hear, leave a review, five-star review. I'd appreciate that. So just enjoy your listening. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm here with a lovely guest talking to us today from Spain, but who's originally from Sweden, um, Sweden, and her name is Ulrika Carlson. Ulrika, say hello to our audience. Hello, and thank you, Claudia, for having me. I'm really looking forward for our talk today, and I hope that you who's listening also like what we are talking about. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, Ulrika is a is an intuitive. She's an intuitive empath with a history of being depressed and suicidal. And surely that and she'll talk to us about that a little bit. She'll tell us that may have been the beginning of, of her a spiritual awakening. She came to a point where she had to choose between life and death. And these are usually crossroads that are the uh, driving force for most people to embrace the spiritual. Today, Ulrika shares her experiences and embodied wisdom from the heart. And with nearly 30 years experience of traditional Western and Eastern holistic um, disciplines, her work as a spiritual healer an international author, we'll talk about her books as well, reader of the Akashic Records, a woman after my own heart. She reads the Akashic Records like me. Um, and a yoga teacher, actually, a therapist as well, takes her around the globe. She travels a lot and she works with men and women of different ages and from all fields and walks of life. Now, we'll touch on her books later, um, and she'll tell us about them, where they could, and I'll, you know, of course, include in the description of this episode uh, her, how you can contact her and um, see what she does. So where do we begin, Ulrika? Where do we begin? I just, let, let's say, um, how about when did that moment occur when you were suicidal? About at what age or how many years ago? Let's put it that way. Thank you, Claudia. So uh, 2008 was like, you know, a horrible year for me. Uh, that uh -huh. was my spiritual and sexual awakening. But as most of us know, uh, at least for me, it was not, you know, like in a bliss state or mm -hmm. a blessed state. So 2008 was the year when I, I was being suicidal. And as you said, I was in a crossroad. Mm -hmm. Shall I commit suicide or shall I continue mm -hmm. to live? You know, when you and... say 2008, uh, when I hear 2008, it flashes in my, eye, in my mind an economic crisis, a world crisis around an you know, economic uh, downturn. Did that have anything to do with your state of mind? No, that was nothing just, at all. Just... It, was, it was a coincidence, but also mm -hmm. the year 2008 in numerology, if you put it together, yeah. it is mm -hmm. the year one. 
So ah, right, exactly. Yeah. So there we go. So yeah, so it was uh, <laughs> like a rebirth. Yeah. So, yeah. but what made you go in this direction? Okay, a lot of people walk toward a spiritual awakening, but they don't go and become healers. They don't go and you know teach yoga. What was it uh, prior to this that date? that the experience that you've had what did you do before them what what field were you in what kind of work were you doing so i am a trained physiotherapist and uh-huh. also okay. a preschool teacher but uh uh-huh. interesting so i worked with people in all my life in all areas uh-huh. of fields and people you know who are out of balance imbalance uh uh-huh. also as a preschool teacher i worked with kids with um several you know difficult abilities and stuff like that uh-huh. and as a physiotherapist obviously people come to you when they are in pain or in stress yeah i'm a feldenkrais practitioner okay so i okay. know all yeah. about so you that. know yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah and that's um you know people tend to think that uh physiotherapists chiropractors you know um only work with the body and yes many many practitioners only do work with the body but uh it, it, the idea and you know this for a fact since you migrated to a different type of healing that it's all linked isn't it <laughs> it is all linked and to heal one In- aspect you need to heal another the mental the emotional the physical exactly exactly but for me when I worked as a physiotherapist it was not holistic it was only right. to treat you know I have a back pain or a pain right. in my knee right and then when I studied uh, to become a yoga therapist and, yeah. and different other you know eastern and holistic disciplines then I realized yeah. you know so even if it's you know, the body that is talking, it's the knee or the back right. or whatever part right. of your body. It's actually something else. Something so else. So I can't heal that from, you know, working locally on your knee, on your pain, right. In, right. in your in your back. So I, this is what I discovered that there are so much more holistic approaches in like yoga therapy. Because if you come to me with a knee, then I know, okay, then we have to look in these kinds of areas. And then I, we have to do this. And we have to also ask about other things you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, the same with the back because each organ each body part is you know saying something yeah. the information and it, it also, there's some well all different kinds of practices and philosophies and theories around the world do tell us that each body part each pinpointed little tiny part on our body is symbolic as well you know exactly Uh, and 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 that gives you so much information now uh here we have so many topics on the table and of course true to to the uh, title let's talk soul i really do want to talk soul with you and um, since you offered, uh, you offer so many topics and I'll just name them. I will name them. I don't usually name them, um, because I usually ask my guests before we record what type of co- topics they'd be interested in or comfortable with speaking about. And she's listed. Can I read them? Uh, of read course. Them. Okay. Of course. So she's, she mentioned sacred sexuality, the sacred soul, and the sacred feminine and masculine. And now the three times sacred, right? And then sexuality, 
man, feminine and masculine. And then we have this soul in the middle. And so um, I'd like to ultimately get to a definition of what is that damn soul that we, we all hear about, you know? So let's start to um, start somewhere because when you mention sacred sec sexuality, what's a nice girl like you talking about a topic like this for? How's a nice because, girl like you? Yeah, because for me, uh, obviously, as for yourself and for many of you out there, everything is entangled. Everything is connected with each other. So even though that I'm talking about sacred sexuality, there is this soul experience to reclaim your sacred sex sexuality, you know, what we look upon today, we can see all kinds of distortions in all levels of life. Give us an you know? example. Give us an example of a distortion. Uh, distortion can mean. be like, I have two teenagers and I know right. that a lot of teenagers and also adults have yeah. sex and are being mm -hmm. disconnected from the heart, you know, uh -huh. so just pure sex. And that is actually damaging the soul. Mm -hmm. Because you need to be connected to your heart for you to experience the sacred sexuality. The and you need to have some kind of heal in your, your yoni, which is the feminine, the the, the vagina. And wait, the wait, 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 wait. We're going too fast. <laughs> let's go back. First, let's let me ask you. You said two teenage children, uh, boy, girl, girls, boys. What, what's Both. That? One boy and one girl. Okay. Okay. And who's the oldest? The That's son is turning 20 here in April, uh -huh, and my daughter is turning 18. Those so. were the good age, good old days. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so so when you mention, yes, because people at that age, you know, they think of sex. I mean, my, I was there. I know what that's like. I Exactly. You know, and um, so let's just take it a little at a time. Is it possible to talk to someone who's just starting out to understand what sex is all about is it possible to tell them or communicate to them the importance of the sacred nature of i think sexuality? so i think so yes and what because... do we mean by that really the sacred so nature? also mm -hmm. to to come back to the topic is like uh -huh. for me there's so much distortions about sex we can take uh -huh like porn as another okay. example because many people who are watching porn like our you know young teenagers where they find information they google and they find information they might not even talk to their parents about it mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, so they go out on the internet and they see a lot of hardcore porn and okay. they are in the illusion that this is okay. what adults do okay. this is what now, adults do right now just just a little parenthesis here i I have to say that porn pornography has a function, okay? And I, by no means, I myself will never denigrate pornography unless it has to do with minors or pedophiles, pedophilia. But it does have a, um, a function for me, Ulrike. I'm just saying for myself. But in this case, you're mentioning it in your argument that um, there is this, there is pornography and it's available and people see it and children do and and uh, young adults do. And you're saying, if I'm correct, if I understand correctly, that they almost accept it pell-mell as if this is what people do. 
yes, in their private, because, in their intimate life. Mm -hmm. Yes, because many of the teenagers might not have a good relations with their, you know, adults or the adults uh -huh. might be absent, working yeah. a lot, you know, being busy mm -hmm. in the matrix. Uh, and so I know, uh, actually, a friend of mine, she was working as a nurse, and she told uh -huh. me that there's so many cases of young girls coming in, and oh. they have had hard penetration in oh, anus. Girls, yeah. Wow. Because the, 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 the young boys were looking at the porn and well, people were taking the behind in anus, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. rough so sex. The, so let's say that this is the result of a lack of communication about sexuality, really. Exactly, mm -hmm. exactly. And also a disconnection, because if you are doing it, you know, uh, maybe without consent or anything like that, mm -hmm. then it's not sacred, right? Because okay. for it to be sacred always needs a consent from both parties. Okay. So now, uh, Ulrika, this means that your notion of sacrality, of sacredness, has to do with, um, because when we talk about something being sacred in religious, institutionalized religions, that has, it's always linked to some form of institutionalized religion. In this case, I see that you're using the idea of sacrality as something um, to do with the interaction, the social nature of love, for example. And yes, but the idea, you know, going back to the idea of, of soul, this idea of sacredness, can is it possible to break that down? What you mean by that? Yes. It's a tough. I'm yes. sorry to ask you that. No, it's question. very good. It's very good. <laughs> I love that. Thank you so much. So basically, I would say that most of us humans have lost their sacredness. And sacred for me has nothing to do with religion. Okay. Because you can be very religious and not mm -hmm. being soulful or spiritual. And you can be very spiritual and soulful without being religious. Okay. So sacredness for me has nothing to do with religion, mm -hmm. but has to do with a high state of consciousness. Ah, a high wait, state wait, of consciousness. We're, there. we're getting there. We're getting. Okay. So when you talk about a higher state of consciousness, am I right? Am I correct in saying that we're going toward the level of what we consider a soul consciousness? Yes. Many people yes they overlap uh, that idea well go on yes. go on sorry that i interrupt it's okay so the way i see it and the way that i've discovered in my own recovery and when mm -hmm. i work with clients we only you know in general we have access to five percent of consciousness and this okay. means that we are run by 95 percent of unconscious programs and these okay. unconscious programs uh makes us you know it, it affects our health, our life qualities, our how we choose our partners, our jobs, our careers, mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Like for myself, I can take myself as, a, as an okay, example. Okay, so we're generalizing. These this, these percentages are generalizations, right? The yeah, it, it's generalization, okay. yes. Mm -hmm. But for me, I, I was run by my programs that I wasn't good enough, that I wasn't worthy of love unless I, you know, as I was a good girl, I was performing, I was, you know, effective, yes, uh, etc. I was doing, yes, of course. so I was only worthy of love if I was doing something. Uh -huh. 
uh-huh. one way or the other. Uh-huh. And I also had my programs that I was fat, that I wasn't good uh-huh. looking, that uh-huh. I, so I had so many programs. Mm-hmm. And from these programs that run my life, mm-hmm. they made me, you know, feel not at ease. So I okay. developed a disease. I okay. became burned out and suicidal okay. due to okay. my many, many stored programs within our bodies. Right. Okay. Because okay. They're stored in ourselves, in the water, okay. in, in our beings. Okay. And most of us, we have programs regarding sexuality, religions, yes. uh, sexu- sexuality, or, you know, whatever, whatever. So when we become aware, because mm-hmm. we can never change what we are not even aware of, right? We have to mm-hmm. come to some kind of awareness for for us increase, to change. increase yes. the level exactly. of awareness. Yeah. So first I became aware that I had really dysfunctional behaviors and, and mental patterns. Okay. How okay. I thought. So I okay. became aware of that. So it was in my face. And then yeah. I could see them and I could, you know, transform them. And I can transform these programs of fear and lack and scarcity into high states of consciousness. Okay. Okay. Now hold on. Um, so we have this awareness, uh, uh, issue because you, you, let's say you accept the fact that there were negative programs that, uh, started a, a series of issues for you, problems, negative issues for you. Then you became more and more aware of the degree, the amount of, of the issues they created. But then at some point, you believed or you started understanding that becoming more and more aware of them led you to some form of healing or the beginning of healing. Exactly. Now, we you talked about consciousness. All right, consciousness in the root of that word means to be conscious, means I am aware of what I see, what I do and everything. Becoming aware also. But the word consciousness for some reason, uh, often is equated and and overlapped with the idea of the soul. And this is why I'm bringing up the notion of the sacred soul now, because there's sacred sexuality, and then there's the sacred soul. And when did the notion of the soul fill your vocabulary? Was it after much after 2008, when you yes. had started on a healing path? What yes. was it that all of a sudden, you know, the light bubble around your head lit up and you, you were talking soul? Yes. Good question. You have many good questions. Thank I you. love it. <laughs> so obviously, I now know that we are souls. Not only we have a soul. But we are we souls. are souls, right? We are souls, you know. And we have and then a body. <laughs> we have a body, exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. But I was so disconnected from yeah. who I was when I was mm-hmm. depressed and suicidal. Right. So I, I didn't even know that I had a soul or that I was mm-hmm. a soul. Okay. I didn't believe in it. I didn't know what it was. It was right. like speaking don't, don't Chinese, know. right? No, sure. I didn't know. Sure. I, I wasn't connected because I was so disconnected, right? But the more I transformed my inner programs, because yeah. the programs, the more you release your inner programs, your inner shit, 
your inner karma, right. whatever right. you want to yeah. call them. Yeah, programming, yeah. we can call yeah. them programming as well. The mm -hmm. more access you get to high states of consciousness, because the consciousness are stored within our bodies, right? Okay, because now everything you, is different frequencies. Yeah, everything that's difficult. Okay. Hang on. Yeah. So you're when you say it's stored in our bodies, that means that higher consciousness levels are equal to a higher frequency of vibration. And it's okay. stored in our bodies. But and we, it's stored in our bodies. Okay. We are not even aware that mm -hmm. these higher states of consciousness, the, the frequencies of the soul is stored within us. Okay. Because we only have access to the five percent of consciousness in okay. general. Most of us, yeah. Most okay, of us, yes. so so now going back to the question, what was it? What was that moment or or period that made you think, "Oh my God, this is the soul"? I'm talking soul. I mean, what was it? What kind of? I, mean, I could call it an awakening, but what moment or, or event brought you to that? So it wasn't like a single moment. As I okay. said, it started at two, 2008 Eight. and mm -hmm. I cleared out my programs, my, uh -huh. my lower states of consciousness, mm -hmm. my lower states mm -hmm. of frequencies, my traumas, yeah. uh, yes. my stress, etc. So the more I cleared out, the more access I had to, to light. Okay. You know? The more access I had to just knowing an inner wisdom that I had acquired, not only a mental knowledge that I yeah. read a lot of stuff and read a lot of books and I undertook a lot of courses and educations, mm -hmm. but I just knew it. I just, you know, an inner knowing. And so I started to talk about soul maybe, you know, not that long ago, maybe five years ago that I okay, realized. So 2008, five years ago, that's two. 2018 10 years the yeah. length of 10 years was the developmental yeah. process for me and, and what in what context did you start to you know use this vocabulary of the soul it just came to me because I realized that I you know I had changed myself I had changed my frequency I was not the same person that I used to be I I had this inner knowing mm -hmm. I knew things that I had never read about but like I, what? Well, yeah, like what? Give me an example. Like I know that I've been a mermaid in a previous oh, Okay, lifetime. okay. So so that you're high you have a heightened level of intuition and Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. And I, I just know that I speak fluently Mermaidian. And I know that I've been in different that. civilizations Mermaidian. and parallel <laughs> parallel dimensions that I've never yeah. been to. Yeah. And I could you're, foresee you're making things. me laugh. You're making <laughs> me laugh. I just recently I started studying a couple of languages and and Russian. Russian, I love the language so so much. I mean, I could I could study it ten hours a day. I'm not kidding. I listen to fables in Russian. I'm not kidding. And I used to think to myself, why am I doing this? Why? I've never studied a language that and I thought was well, I had to be Russian someday in my some other life. Exactly. So, a mermaidian, huh? <laughs> yeah. Mermaidian. So uh and I just, you know, the language just came to me and I just realized, wow, I I know this language. I've been here. It's yeah. nothing that I'm making up. I've been there and I've I've remembered a lot of past lifetimes where where I've been a witch and a medicine woman mm -hmm. and I've been murdered, mm -hmm. you know, like mm -hmm. many of us have. Yeah. So to come back to what 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 is the soul for me the soul is I'm writing about it in my latest book the sacred soul a divine evolution through time Good. and space 
good, good. The sacred soul. Is yeah. it finished or is it? Um... Yes, here it is. Oh, so this is the latest. The sacred. Wait, this it's a little. Latest. The light is not clear enough. For there, you go. For a second, yeah. The sacred soul, a, a divine evolution through time and, and space. Time. Okay, yeah, I have that listed here. Yeah. Uh huh. So, uh, the soul is like a pixel from divine source. Yeah. And the way I see it is, it for divine source has infinite possibilities. Mm -hmm. And for it to experience itself, mm -hmm. it duplicates itself. So each and one of us are like pixels from divine source. Mm -hmm. And these are things that I never knew, you know, before, or I never understand, or I didn't even, you know, pay attention or thought about it because I didn't know. I thought my life basically was a struggle when I was being suicidal and depressed. Like that was my mm -hmm. everyday life. Yeah. Life is a struggle after all. That's yeah. one of our programs, you know. <laughs> and then so I've realized that we, as we are all from divine source mm -hmm. and we're with our unique expression in this lifetime, right. in this body, we are the unique frequency mm -hmm. uh, of, you know, who I am at a soul of level. Of divinity, then, yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly, exactly. And then I, I've, you know, I'm, I'm a yogi and I've been yeah. studying yoga and holistic disciplines uh -huh. for more than 28 years, mm -hmm. nearly 30 years. And in the yogic perspective, they always talked about the Akashic record. So I've always yeah. known about it. And yeah. I was so, so curious what so it was. What, where did you dive into to find the Akashic records? How did you then? I have done a lot of, it? lot of, <laughs> lot of educations. Yeah. A lot mm -hmm. of trainers, you know, out mm -hmm. there, uh, mm -hmm. teacher trainings in, in Akashic records reading. And then I've just tuned into my own inner wisdom and my intuition. Okay. To so my knowledge. Let me, let me, we're going to get um, soul examples here. All right. So I, I give you my name, you know, and I come to you, I tell you I was born this, that, and the other thing, or whatever you need to know about me. And um, you work with people at a distance usually, or in yes. person, at a distance, yes. uh, for an Akashic Records reading, let's say, yes. okay? Um, I'll just call it an Akashic Records reading. Yeah. Um, I call it soul therapy. <laughs> so... I, I come to you, I, you know, blah, 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 blah. I says, uh, dear Ulrika, blah, blah, blah. I, I'm stuck. I'm stuck. I need to learn about myself. I need to do something. Maybe I have, uh, you know, maybe somebody did voodoo on me. Or maybe I was uh, the, uh, I'm the object of curses or what. But there's something that is making me stuck. And you suggest an Akashic Records reading. Okay. Now, how does that uh, occur uh, of course I order it there's an exchange of some kind of money but then when what do you need from me to start your your reading so I need your full name at birth uh -huh. and I need your full name now because we okay. as women if we marry we may right. take mm -hmm. another name mm -hmm. and then I need your birth town of date. birth or yeah and date exactly uh -huh. and then okay. I need your consent again All right. I need exactly. the consent because I can never go into, a, mm -hmm. yeah, I can never go into another people's person's uh, records person's, without yes, their okay. consent. Okay, exactly. so this is more or less the way I work as well. Yeah. So now, uh, then you say uh, you we set a a time and date, right? We have an appointment or, or no? How does it yeah, work? Yeah. So so one reading can take between um, 
seven and ten hours. It depends on how much information you mean, I receive. You preparing yourself. it. You, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, right. so mm -hmm. it's like not. It's not like I'm having a talk mm -hmm. to your soul. It's like your soul is revealing a lot of information to right. me sure. when it sure. first started to make negative choices in previous lifetimes. Mm -hmm. And again, mm -hmm. these negative choices that we've all made. Yeah, sure. In past lifetimes, we are all perpetrators, and we are even all in, even in this lifetime. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, yeah. exactly, mm -hmm. and they are all stored within ourselves. In okay. Our now, now, the, I I usually give myself a week because not it's not always linear the process of working with the akashic records for me. Exactly. You know, there's sometimes uh, you know things get a little convoluted so so let's say you finish your reading you get it ready and then you go into the session with the person with me all right yes and um and you tell me what you have found and yes. typically what occurs to your clients afterwards i mean what kind of feedback do you usually get do you keep in touch with them um, it, it, I mean, it's really all about the soul and the soul level. And so it's very deep. It's deep work. This is very deep. You very cannot deep. get deeper than this. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. I totally agree. So, so what, how, how, what kind of feedback do you usually get le so, days after you have the session with them? Yes. So you and I, uh, we are, I'm giving you your feedback now and you get to know from what star system you are from like mm -hmm. your when my you, origin yeah Group exactly and you get to know about past lifetimes when you started yeah. to make like 17 sure. lifetimes sure. ago you Whatever. made these negative mm -hmm. choices so that, that and that's so i give you mm -hmm. and i give you the feedback first mm -hmm. because that's important for people to know who they are on the soul level yeah. and yeah. The no you mean you, you give them the information what exactly. i'm talking about the feedback yes. that they give you after this reading. Oh, Say after the, they, the reading. Yeah, it's what happens to the, them? The How feedback do they feel? I get, uh, it's life-changing. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a game-changer. Okay. It, it yes. is people that comes yeah. and... Because here's the thing, I prepare the clearing for them in their yeah. Akashic record. Right. But I can, you know, each and one of us as a free soul, we have a free will. So right, it's sure. up to each individual to activate their karmic activate, of course. and the mm -hmm. Akashic reading. And so, but I have instructions, so they follow, but they right. have sure. to sure. make, make you know. You know they have a follow-up period. Yeah, yeah and sure. they, they need to make certain changes in sure. their everyday life. In their because, everyday life, yeah. Mm -hmm. Because we know if we continue to do the same choices over again, we will have the mm -hmm. same results. Well, this you is know, what where I we came of course, exactly. I, I yeah. usually tell my clients, okay, I'm clearing you today. Yeah. Now, tomorrow, if you wake up, go downstairs, go out the door and shoot somebody in the head, I can't do anything for you. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it's each, uh, uh, and that's why it's so important to understand because most people, you know, as a physiotherapist, people came to me, oh, yeah. I'm sick, please heal me. me. Or yeah. I am, you know, I have pain, please remove it. But yeah. I am giving the power back to the person, person. that I've been doing. Yeah, yeah. because to their responsibility. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And the more souls that are aligned with who they are and their, yeah. you know, magical gifts and yes. abilities, they uh -huh. also have high states of consciousness and they contribute to the collective consciousness. Yes, and that's yes. what's really important. Exactly. That's, what's, that's the most this important is how, thing. This is how we change low frequency matrix low, into exactly. high states of consciousness. Uh -huh. 
So now we have this practice where you're really, we say, getting your hands dirty. You get your hands right into those Akashic records and you, you know, get all the, you systematize all the information, you give it back to the client. Um, Now, and when they come back to you, I mean, when they give you some feedback, they usually tell you that it's life-changing. It's a game changer. There's a huge shift in, in consciousness as well. I see 100%. Yes. What I find is that many people after working in this way, completely entertain a life path of spiritual uh, spirituality in their own personal individual style. Um, but now, so we have, we have the awareness, we have the consciousness, we have the soul, and we get the idea that it, we are a soul. And then we have a body and not vice versa. Now I'd like to move to this idea of sacred feminine and sacred masculine. Why? Because usually everywhere you go on the internet, on the reading, all the books published, you'll hear of the sacred feminine, sacred feminine, sacred feminine. Very little is mentioned about the sacred masculine. Can you talk a little bit about that if you have the time mm-hmm. yes thank you claudia so it's going to be quite a long answer but there's a oh. red thread so please mm-hmm. bear with me so again it comes back to a lot of programs that we have individually mm-hmm. and collectively so mm-hmm. what we are seeing in most of people's lives today yeah. before they do mm-hmm. a karma clearing and also in the collective consciousness is the immature and unconscious essences of feminine and immature and unconscious essences of the masculine. Okay. And then I want to give you an example of that. For instance, uh, a very immature and undeveloped and unconscious masculine energy is to be a good girl. Masculine energy? Is that what you're saying? Masculine energy? Yes. I don't understand. To be, um, I'm going to try to take it down and just bear with me. Here. Uh-huh, so, uh-huh. Okay. When I, before I got sick, I was a good girl. I was, you know, very effective. Yes. I was always doing a lot of stuff, maybe not the right stuff, but I was uh-huh. doing, 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 performing, okay, okay. etc. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this is a very immature masculine essence. And we see it everywhere in the world. Why today. do you call it masculine essence? Because it is, it is for me, the, the information that I have received from my soul and from the Akashic record is that, and this is why we have low states of frequency. It is, in the I think today. I understand. I think I understand when you call it a masculine essence and a masculine um, uh, energy, it is something that has to do with pragmatics, something to do with material, materiality. Because no. I can't understand why you're not, you, go, go on, maybe I will yes. get it in, in a yes. little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we all consist of yin and yang, yin and yeah. yang energies. Sure. Yes. Okay, Even and then can you give body, us a little, yeah. little definition of that, the yin and yang, our uh, audience might not all yes. know what that is. Yes, uh-huh. so the yin is the feminine essence mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. yang is the masculine essence. Okay. And together they are the wholeness, everything in, in life is created of yin and yang energies Mm -hmm. like if yang energy is the sun the Mm -hmm. feminine energy is the moon Moon. Mm -hmm. uh, and the 
the masculine flow in the body is mm -hmm. like the ascending flow and the uh -huh. feminine flow in the body of is course. the feminine. Mm -hmm. But we can also have the feminine essences in the ascending flow and vice uh -huh. versa. So it's ah. everywhere to uh -huh. be seen. Okay. And this is what we are writing about here in this book called Holy Fuck and Sacred Water. The Secret Holy Deep Fuck Essence. and Sacred Water. So that was a, yes. a, your first book. Uh-huh. Holy yeah, yeah, my third, my third book actually. But ah, anyway. third. Okay. Okay. So because everything in in the world, because we need the moon for the sun to exist, we need the darkness to be able to have the light. We need, you know. So these are right. They of, are two sides yeah, to the two same sides point. Yeah. Point exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, but most of us. Even mm -hmm. if I've been in a female body or in a male body, it doesn't matter because we have these essences. But yeah. most of us have been in the immature and unconscious yin and yeah. yang energies. Uh -huh. And they have low states of frequency, frequency. compared to the sacred. Okay. I'm going to come to that. Okay, so go ahead. As, as I was saying, so when I, you know, tried to have high grades, I was... BC being good, a good daughter, a good wife, etc. This is me upholding the immature, the unconscious masculine energy. And we see it everywhere okay. in the world. Okay. We I have very, now, the I now I we understand. Now I understand. We want to climb the I'm carrier fine. letters. We always want to move forward. You know, we mm -hmm. want to solve the problems, mm -hmm. etc. Et yes. And a very immature and unconscious essence of the feminine could be manipulation. Uh -huh. And we see it everywhere in ourselves, you know, how we manipulate others to get what we want or to mm -hmm. avoid what we don't want to have. We see it in mass media. We see mm -hmm. it in the collective consciousness of manipulation. So these are very low frequency energies of the yin and yang. And there's mm -hmm. so many more examples. And then we have the conscious masculine, which has evolved into the conscious masculine which is like the clarity you can mm -hmm. have the clarity to see through all the bullshit that you have mm -hmm. surrounded yourself with or mm -hmm. from others so the clarity is like a sword to cut mm -hmm. through all the veils of bullshit you mm -hmm. know so you so, need the clarity and the so, divine the, yeah. the sacred feminine is the unconditional love and okay. Unconditional okay. love. Okay. And the the masculine, you know, holy fuck. The sword and the heart. Okay. We've exactly. Got that. Uh -huh. Yeah. So we need these these essences yeah. to be whole and to to raise our vibration up into the sacred, okay. masculine and the sacred feminine. Okay. And then they merge in what we call like the holy fuck because we are all holy fucks. Okay, I now I understand the title. So let's just take a, one step back. And I'm still the client, right? And I've come for the Akashic record reading. Is there at one point during the reading or even before or after, I don't know, after you meet me or after you give me the session, is there anything you do with me, the person, uh, concerning the uh, the sacred masculine or feminine? Um is there sort of a, a time when you have an interviewer conversation or, or, um, no, I don't because oh, so that's something different. Okay. Yeah. That's something different. That is a compliment right now. For instance, I have a year program called master yourself where we mm -hmm. are 
discovering different energies in in our mm-hmm. energetic systems like the yeah. feminine and the masculine yeah. and the chakras and mm-hmm. and uh, different perspective so okay. to speak to make this you know 360 degree angle like a circle yeah. so that we are whole mm-hmm. All but right. so so i always tell my my client again that this is your individual responsibility but you need you need to use your body Mm -hmm. in in your new you know transformation in your new changes in your new body is definitely have to i mean we're here for a purpose we're on this exactly exactly and the soul the soul resides partly in our bodies in our cells in our dna uh, and in all of us so the soul is not only something above yeah. us or outside mm-hmm. of us it's within when, us in the um, body when you have uh when you work with a person uh and their akashic records readings do you talk do you find that people come to you asking what's my soul's purpose can you tell me help me in understanding my purpose is you do get that question uh, i do all? get it uh-huh. and even though that i see it uh I I give them all the information that they need to yes, see it for to understand themselves. it exactly exactly. But if I would go in and interfere with yeah. their divine will, with their yeah. sacred will, mm-hmm. then I would be nothing better than you know what we've seen one of the that's programs been going on in the world <laughs> yeah. for thousands of years. Yeah. So yeah. then I would be in the same from the same energetic space. Mm-hmm. So I always tell them, you know, like, but. But I give them like, you know, a very yeah, basic you give them metaphor. The inf- yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, like an oil tanker. If you only change the degree of an oil tanker, one degree, you know, mm-hmm. it t- takes you in totally different destinations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you, you need to do differently. You need to uh, involve your body in your mm-hmm. new actions. But the the actions that you are going to take or what you're going to do i'm not telling you because then i would take away your free will right and the right exactly and the idea of of why you're here on the earth. exactly exactly um, ulrika thank you so much i mean there's so many things we could even talk about but i think we've done a good job in covering the basics for this episode and uh, as all things uh, usually good things come to an end quickly <laughs> but i would uh, thank you so much for taking the time and enjoy your time in spain for now and we'll talk again in the future thank you claudia for having me and also thank you you who are listening and i also want to add before we mm-hmm. we finish yes. that when yes. i was depressed and and suicidal i yes. listened to an episode with oprah winfrey and there was yeah. one guest saying yeah. you know one sentence or one word that didn't yeah. make me commit suicide ah. that day so if there's only like one one sentence, thing yes one and one, one word message. that i am saying yeah. here today yes. in a high frequency uh-huh. so then i have paid back my karma sure, and the circle sure. is closed sure. so thank you for having me and thank you that's wonderful you who's listening <laughs> <laughs> bye 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 thank you